since this is a short, you know, interview series, I want to kind of just put an opener, you know, out there to get the conversation going. So, you know, at Crowlinker, for example, for the last few months, the team's been using ChatGPT Plus and like the API in order to experiment, you know, leverage it. Uh, we primarily use it around things to help us with product requirements documents, you know, doing summaries of meeting notes, action items from our client meetings. There's like, a, you know, many use cases that we're trying to explore with. You know, what's been your first reaction um, to ChatGPT surfacing into like the product realm? Yeah, I think, um, well, definitely it depends what you're considering a product per se. Like uh, a web page, like a portal, or even you as a product, right? Because, um, you know, right now with the influencer marketing stuff, uh, there's a lot going on. So just my first impression as a product being an influencer that, well, it's not me. Uh, but, and the, also the other impression, like in the product based company, let's say, um, I, I knew about chat GPT actually in November last year when a friend was actually creating some content for, uh, some kids regulatory classes. And it was like, he was uploading a, a lot of content, uh, through, well, every day basically. And. I was asking like, hey, how do you do this so fast? And he was like, I used ChatGPT uh, 3 back then. So mm. my first impression was like, ah, so now I understand why you're doing this so fast because he explained me how that worked. He explained me how you can prompt it and et cetera, et cetera. So um, it was a good thing. It was mind blowing back then. I started doing some research uh, and since I was already involved in this uh, current um, role at this company, I started reading more and more about this. Um, and well, uh, my first impression was like, well, you can do it pretty, pretty nice things with a lot of value with a very easy set of words and and yeah, not time consuming, just prompted correctly. You need to communicate to the machine and then you will get to know what are like the limits of this thing. So we started doing this, um, in my case, with those demos, uh, with the users, my role, since we're uh, building like a vertical ver verticalization in good for and tech for good. Uh, we're basically building a fundraising platform for donations. Uh, it was like, okay, two ways to do this. The first one is to help the nonprofits on how to write their grant application. And the other one was how these users can, can make the best ask for, uh, you know, individual donors. So it was like, okay, ChatGPT, please give me something that sounds like you know, um, that we're having a, a nice conversation, uh, not direct ask, uh, like, uh, you know, persuading the people that your ask is the best ask, right? Mm -hmm. So it was playing with that and it was a lot of, a lot of fun and yeah, still mad blowing and fun, right? Okay. So you talked about, uh, 
initially you were you heard about it by somebody using it for copy generation purposes yeah. now it looks like you're using it to uh help some of the people who are looking to fundraise in terms of how they should maybe present it um yeah. how important how important is in your eyes the skill set of prompt engineering yeah definitely um i don't know where i read this if it was in twitter or linkedin a couple of weeks ago it said but um and i don't remember who wrote it but basically it was something an idea that it's taken into my head and and that's like i'm forming my criteria out of that idea he basically mentioned that um not engineers but the new let's say communicologists psychologists could become the best engineers in the couple of well midterm short term because they are the ones that better know how to write or communicate with things right in general not only with dogs or with kids with people um but i guess in general so prompting this in the best way will drive the best results so i think um learning and again soft skills about this it's just soft skills uh, and experiment, it might drive uh, the best, uh, yeah, results in, in whatever. Okay. And so since you started working, you know, with ChatGPT more, what has been your kind of go-to for like the, the learning how to best use it? Because some people, you know, as you said, find out about it and then they start exploring it, but a lot of people I know, they just kind of given up on it because they don't get the specific results that they want. And it becomes frustrating because like you're not getting what you're looking for. So like, how have you gone, how have you and or your team uh, have gone about um, circumventing kind of that uh, initial kind of uh, starting point or that like hump that you need to overcome? Yeah, first of all, I think at all, as always, um, they are they're early adopters. Um, and in this case, it was my friend that introduced me this as the copy he was actually doing in there, in his influencing stuff. Um, I, I don't consider myself like that early, this type of technologies, because, you know, um, I'm not that technical in that, well, talking about that way, but I'm always listening, right? So the first thing is being open to listen about these new things. Um, because, you know, sometimes um, you come here and you start hearing about what ChatGPT is, well, in last year. And it's like, are we really already in this era? Um, so first of all, you need to like to put together your ideas and your, um, your way of thinking about okay 2023 is this era now of artificial intelligence um and then whenever you feel like uh okay i i'm conscious that this is real um i think it's when in my case and in the case of my team and many people that i know they have uh well start like uh following or you know everyone in linkedin is talking about that in twitter um so you, you just start watching videos or use cases in general uh there are a lot of use cases that um 
they have been presented to me in different ways by friends, by people that I don't know, by CEOs of some startups that uh, I know here in Mexico and other part of the world. So basically learning, I would say watching, it's fun and you will learn a lot of stuff. The, the, like the show of when they presented ChatGPT4, it was mind blowing. Uh, basically the way they read the, the images, the pictures, uh, write code it was, wow, it was crazy. Um, but they want to sell, right? So they want to call the best use cases to show the people to see, okay, this is the bar. So you can go up to here. So whenever you start watching all of those use cases, you start, you start finding, um, that Medici, Medici effect. I don't know if you know about Medici effect, but it's, it's kind of, okay, I am a product person in FinTech in tech for good. But uh, there is a person that is uh, in the health tech uh, for, you know, nutrition and things like that. Whenever I, I start seeing his use cases and he see mine, whatever these two use case border is, it's where actually the best idea comes, right? To use kind of his way and my way. So I think that's, that's kind of the best way I, I found and it works at least for the people and like me that want to figure out more and more things about this, even though you are just playing for now. That's very interesting. And you mentioned ChatGPT4, which was like a big, you know, bump. Um, but aside from that, where do you see like ChatGPT plugins came out, um, you know, not, not that long ago. And for a lot of people, yeah. you know, that was like a game changing moment because it could connect into real world other, you know, um, environments to get more relevant and updated information, right? Yeah. Towards helping you with whatever your, your query or your ask is. Exactly. Um, have you leveraged that? Have you, you know, maybe incorporated that, you know, um, new offering into what, what you're doing now? Not yet. Like in terms of, yeah, my, you know, my real role as a product person in, in Resilia, but I started experimenting with some friends about, um, doing this in, in Twitter, for example, I think using the Google Chrome extension, it's a better way to write copy, whatever you are, tweets, whatever. Um, I think, well, we're exploring that way because. I have some other personal projects that are mm -hmm. involving uh, tweeting content about real estate and things like that. So um, that's kind of the first thing we started like uh, looking to. Uh, but I know right now there are a lot of extensions that I'm I'm not really conscious aware on how many are uh, right now out out there, um, but. Um, using comments um also a friend well actually he's not a friend he's my brother-in-law um he used synthesia i think uh synthesia. it's the name of an ai um, avatar uh, company and he was actually wanting this as okay if you don't if you're not uh like um 
trusting yourself and being on camera, then use an avatar and tell the message with your avatar. So we're kind of switching that way. Um, I feel confident in camera actually, but maybe other people that, uh, yeah, they don't feel like me. So we can use an avatar and we can uh, customize that avatar and we just add that specific, uh, you know, copy or, or yeah, ChatGPT result. Um, so basically it, if it's in extensions, if it's uh, using different AI um, platforms to connect, I think connecting is the second step, right? Um, integrating those extensions uh, or anything that you could imagine uh, is the way you should start exploring and, and maybe just start exploring it with uh, the most simple thing as a Google Chrome extension. But whenever you start uh, getting more into understanding the the value and the ways everything you can connect API, everything it's possible. So um, yeah, you can become crazy with a lot of stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. No, for sure. I think um, the API access, I think is still a uh... There's a lot of people still on the waiting list, so yeah. it's really exciting to see what you know companies can do once they get full access to that. Um, in in your in your perspective, what's like the most worthwhile investment a product leader or product manager like yourself can uh, can spend uh, either their time into now, you know, with this whole AI era? Yeah, and and first of all, um, definitely we should have this chat again whenever we have the API um, access, right? Um, yeah. So that let's see what we're doing with this. Um, but as an investment in being in the product world for, for these type of topics, right? You say? Yeah. Um, I think, um, and always there is this controversial um, discussion about what we what will happen with specific roles. And first of all, I, I don't see this as, okay, killing a lot of roles in companies um, because they are always reinventing. But I think that's kind of the last question of our, of our chat today. Um, but talking about that, I think the best investment in this is just have fun. Um, have fun in in at least following uh, a couple of people that are talking about ChatGPT or AI in your Instagram or TikTok. And if, if you watch one, two videos a day, then your algorithm will at least always your 15, 30 minutes, hopefully, uh, hope you're not addicted to these things. Um, you will start seeing uh, new videos of new people and normal people, not not only product people, but uh, like my my approach here will be invest some time finding good content or or hashtags related to ChatGPT or AI. As a product person, your algorithm, your you know your Twitter, your TikTok or Instagram algorithm will learn a little bit about that. So every time you go there, at least you will see one video. Of, that talks about that and now you will start creating your your own pace uh here with 
you know, content and things like that. So, yeah, yeah. I, I will say that. No, it's, it's, it's so true what you said. Like, I've, I've embarrassingly only recently gotten on the whole TikTok bandwagon. And, uh, <laughs> you know, it's the most amazing algorithm that they've developed because yeah. all my all my content now is all about ai chat gpt you know how to use it case studies use cases so like i actually get all my latest greatest kind of insight from tiktok yeah. and i share everything to my team on slack like every day and <laughs> i'm pretty sure my team thinks that i'm like living in this stuff 24 7 but I just get really good curated content that uh, that comes up to me. My, yeah. my my last question I have is like, since I've been tracking all this content, you know, on TikTok and other places, like it's 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 mind blowing to me the 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 scale and the acceleration of like these new AI uh, solutions out there in the market. Um, like every week, there's like a hundred new companies and. It, in my opinion, a lot of them are starting to take over a lot of like roles. Like I know you mentioned that you don't see roles being replaced, but you know, I start to think about, you know, is it a doomsday scenario? Is it like paradise? Like because I feel like I'm reading some articles now that programmers who are studying school right now, sorry, who are in school right now studying yeah. software engineering, yeah. are starting to get really concerned about. The, the the speed and the velocity of how things are moving, you know, yeah. in uh, in AI and especially around coding, right? Yeah. Like at the company right now, we use GitHub Copilot. Um, mm. uh, and so we're always trying like, okay, how can we be more efficient? But in your eyes, do you, do you, do you foresee this being like a doomsday scenario <laughs> someday <laughs> soon or like? I, I would say that... Um... No, not for now. Um, and since we will, we will like, well, AI will continue to evolve like faster than us learning about it. Um, I think it will be always a gap of knowledge that we'll know the possibilities of how, what, what these things could do. So um, not a doomsday because we will be in continuous learning while these things learn millions of times faster. So the gap will continue being uh, bigger. So new things we will need to, to start to do to, to implement all of this. But I think the, the, the thing here is um, there are always roles or, or businesses that um, they are, frightened by this for example um the yeah the health industry doctors right um that ai is actually detecting diseases i don't know how much more with how much more efficiency um but in the health in the health industry it is also the nurses are part of the health industry so I I would end this with an analogy. Find that nurse nurse wise um, roles in every industry because you know 
the doctor can be replaced by robots to make surgery, etc. But the nurse is always putting the needle in your veins for, or yeah, for that or for blood tests mm -hmm. or whatever. So nurses, we always need to come like the patient with that uh, human, etc., and be there with you, whatever you need. So find that nurse-wise role in whatever industry uh, you are. Um, that's kind of my analogy. I, I'm still thinking yeah. on how we can find that. Maybe I'd ask ChatGPT, I don't know. But um, yeah, that, that's kind of my way to understand that this won't be like a, a doomsday. Uh, okay. Right now it's a paradise for me. Uh, so, so I don't consider that doomsday. There is always a okay. nurse everywhere right? i really i really like this analogy it's an interesting one like find find that find that role that's kind of irreplaceable you know yeah in whatever industry that you are in okay cool i think that's great i think that's a good way to to finish off this episode thank you so much for coming on and i appreciate your time